The Foundations of Chinese Medicine by Giovanni Macciocchia. Chapter 16. Diagnosis. Page 143. Chinese diagnosis is intimately related to pattern identification as it provides the diagnostic tools necessary to identify the patterns. Chinese diagnosis is based on the fundamental principle that signs and symptoms reflect the condition of the internal organs. The concept of signs and symptoms in Chinese medicine is broader than in Western medicine. Whilst Western medicine mostly takes into account symptoms and signs as objective or subjective manifestations of a disease, Chinese medicine takes into account many different manifestations, many of them not related to an actual disease process. It uses not only signs and symptoms but many other manifestations to form a picture of the disharmony present in a particular person. Many of the so-called symptoms and signs of Chinese medicine would not be considered as such in Western medicine. For example, absence of thirst, which confirms a cold condition, incapacity of making decisions, which confirms a weakness of the gallbladder, a dislike of speaking, which confirms a weakness of the spleen, a dull appearance of the eyes, which confirms a disturbed mind, and so on. Whenever we refer to signs and symptoms, it will be in the above context. Over the centuries, Chinese diagnosis has developed an extremely sophisticated system of correspondences between outward signs and the internal organs. The correlation between outward signs and internal organs is summarised in the expression inspect the exterior to examine the interior. According to this basic idea underlying Chinese diagnosis, practically everything such as skin, complexion, bones, channels, smells, sounds, mental state, preferences, emotions, tongue, pulse, demeanour, body build, reflects the state of the internal organs and can be used in diagnosis. The second fundamental principle of Chinese diagnosis is that a part reflects the whole. On the basis of this idea and on the strength of centuries of accumulated clinical experience, a practitioner of Chinese medicine can derive detailed information about the state of the whole organism from examination of a small part of it. Chinese pulse diagnosis is, of course, a striking example of this, as so much information about the whole organism can be gleaned from palpation of a small section of the radial artery. Facial diagnosis, from which so much information about the whole body and mind is obtained from observation of the face, is another example. In a way, discussing the clinical significance of isolated symptoms and signs contradicts the whole spirit of Chinese diagnosis. This, in fact, involves a synthesis of all signs and symptoms into a meaningful pattern of disharmony. The essence of the process of diagnosing and identifying the pattern is that all symptoms and signs must be considered in relation to others. No symptom or sign can be considered in isolation. For example, thirst associated with a tongue with a yellow coating and a full overflowing pulse indicates full heat whereas thirst associated with a tongue without coating and a floating empty pulse indicates empty heat. For the purpose of learning, however, one normally has to consider the clinical significance of each symptom or sign one by one, keeping in mind that in practice the interrelationship of all the clinical manifestations is all important. Chinese diagnosis includes four methods traditionally described with four words. Looking, hearing and smelling, asking feeling. These four methods are very old indeed as they were first mentioned in the annals of Su Ma Qian, 
the famous historian of early Han Dynasty, in the chapter Various Transmissions from Bian Kui. In it, he says, Feeling the pulse, observing the colours, listening to the sounds and observing the body can reveal where the disease is. Diagnosis by looking. This includes observation of the following elements. Spirit, body, demeanour, head and face, eyes, nose, ears, mouth, teeth and gums, throat, limbs, skin, tongue and channels. Spirit. Spirit here means several different things. Firstly, it indicates the spirit of a person, his or her vitality and the state of his or her mental, emotional and spiritual being. It also indicates a general state of vitality. If this is thriving, the person has spirit. The opposite, not having spirit, indicates a, a state of lack of vitality. The simple question says, If there is spirit, the person thrives. If there is no spirit, the person dies. The presence or absence of spirit can be observed in the complexion, the eyes, the state of mind and the breathing. If the person has spirit, the complexion is healthy, the muscles are firm and the face colour is clear, the eyes have glitter and reveal inner vitality and the mind is clear, the breathing even. If the person has no spirit, the complexion is unhealthy, the muscles are withered, the face colour is dark, the eyes move uncontrollably, show no inner vitality and are not clear. The mind is unclear and the breathing is stertorous. Body There are three aspects to consider when examining the physical appearance of a patient. Firstly, the constitutional types. Secondly, long-term changes in physical appearance. And thirdly, short-term changes. Every individual is born with a certain constitution and consequently a certain body shape. There is a tremendous variety of body shapes even within the same race, not to mention that between races. It is therefore important not to consider it as, as a diagnostic sign, a certain physical trait which is normal for that person. Traditionally, five different constitutional body shapes are described, one for each element. These will be discussed in detail in chapter 23. The wood type has a small and slender body. The wood type has a tall and slender body. The fire type has a small pointed head and small hands. The metal type has broad and square shoulders, a strongly built body and a triangular face. The earth type has a slightly fat body, a large head, a large belly and thighs and wide jaws. The water type has a round face and body and a long spine. Besides these constitutional body shapes, there can be long-term changes in the body which can be important diagnostic signs. For example, a very large barrel-like chest and epigastrum indicate an excess condition of the stomach. Very large upper thighs out of proportion with the rest of the body, which might even be thin, indicate spleen deficiency. A thin and emaciated body usually indicates a long-standing deficiency of blood or yin. A fat body usually indicates deficiency of spleen yang with a tendency to retention of dampness or phlegm. All these body changes would only take place over a long period of time. 
Finally, there can be short-term changes of diagnostic significance. Generally speaking, one can refer to the five-element correspondences between tissues and organs. For example, any change in the sinews, such as weakness or stiffness, would reflect a disharmony of the liver. A change in the blood vessels, such as hardening of the vessels, which can be felt as very hard and wiry pulse, indicate a problem of the heart. A change in the muscles, such as weak and flaccid muscles, would reflect a deficiency of the spleen. A change in the skin, such as flaccid skin, would indicate a deficiency of lung key. And a change in the bones, such as brittle bones, would indicate a kidney deficiency. Demeanour. This includes the way a person moves and also movement of individual parts of the body, such as eyes, face, mouth, limbs and fingers. The general principle is that an excess of movement or rapid or jerky movements indicate yang or full or hot patterns, while lack of movement or slow movements indicate yin, empty or cold patterns. The way a person moves has to be considered also in relation to the five element body type. For example, the fire type should move quickly. If he or she moves slowly, then it indicates some problem. The metal type should move slowly and deliberately. If he or she moves quickly, then it indicates some problem. If a person moves very quickly and when in bed throws off the bedclothes, it may indicate an excess pattern of heat, often of the liver or heart. If a person moves very slowly and likes to lie down, it may indicate a deficient pattern of cold, usually of the spleen. Small movements and continuous fidgeting, especially of the legs, indicate a deficient heat pattern of the kidneys. Movements such as tremors or convulsions always indicate the presence of interior wind of the liver. These could be convulsions of the whole body or just tremors of an eyelid or cheek. Head and face. Hair. The state of the hair is related to the condition of blood or kidney essence. Falling hair may indicate a condition of blood deficiency, while prematurely greying hair indicates a decline of kidney essence. The thickness and luster of the hair depends on the lungs, and dull hair has a, with a tendency to split indicates deficiency of lung key. Face colour. Observation of face colour is an extremely important part of visual diagnosis. The face colour reflects the state of key and blood and is closely related to the condition of the mind. Various pathological colours are usually described, but before analysing the particular colour itself, one has to distinguish between a clear, shining type of colour and a dull, dry type of colour. If the colour is clear and has a rather moist appearance, it indicates the stomach key is still intact. This is a positive indication, even if the colour itself is pathological. If the colour has a rather dry and lifeless look, it indicates the stomach key is exhausted, and this is always a negative indication and points to poor prognosis. Face colour, green. A green colour of the face indicates any of the following conditions. A liver pattern, interior cold, pain or interior wind. Face colour, red. Red indicates heat. This can be full or empty heat. In full heat, the whole face is red. In empty heat, only the cheekbones are red. Yellow. Yellow indicates spleen deficiency or dampness, or both. A bright yellow-orange colour indicates damp heat, with a prevalence of heat rather than dampness. A hazy, smoky yellow indicates damp heat with a prevalence of dampness. 
A withered, dried-up yellow indicates heat in the stomach and spleen. A sallow yellow colour indicates stomach and spleen deficiency. A dull, pale yellow colour indicates cold, damp in stomach and spleen. A pale yellow colour surrounded by red spots indicates spleen deficiency and stasis of liver blood. A clear and moist yellow colour in between the eyebrows indicates that stomach yeast is recovering after an illness affecting stomach and spleen. A dried up and withered looking yellow colour in the same area is a poor prognostic sign. Face colour white. White indicates deficiency, cold, blood deficiency or yang deficiency. A dull pale white complexion indicates blood deficiency while bright white complexion indicates yang deficiency. Face colour, black. Black complexion indicates cold, pain or kidney disease, usually from kidney yin deficiency. A black and moist looking colour indicates cold, while a dried up and burned looking colour indicates heat, usually empty heat from kidney yin deficiency. Finally, irrespective of the actual shade, the colour can be described as being deep or floating, clear or dull, thin or thick, scattered or concentrated, and moist or dry. A deep colour indicates an interior condition, while a floating colour indicates an exterior one. A clear colour indicates a yang condition, while a dull one indicates a yin condition. A thin colour indicates key deficiency, and a thick one a full condition. A scattered colour indicates a new disease, while a concentrated one indicates an old disease. A moist colour is a sign of good prognosis, while a dry colour is a sign of poor prognosis. Face areas. Besides the colour, various areas of the face indicate the state of certain organs. There are two different arrangements of areas, one according to the simple questions and the other according to the spiritual axis. Observation of the face colour should be integrated with the face areas, for example, the bluish colour in the centre of the forehead, which corresponds to the heart according to the simple questions, indicates that the heart has suffered from a shock. A red tip of the nose denotes spleen deficiency. A very short chin indicates the possibility of kidney deficiency. The eyes. Observation of the eyes is an extremely important part of diagnosis. The eyes reflect the state of the mind and the essence. The spiritual axis says, the essence of the five yin and the six yang organs ascends to the eyes. The eyes are clear and have glitter. They indicate that the mind and the essence are in good state of vitality. If the eyes are dull or clouded, it shows that the mind is disturbed and the essence has been weakened. It is very common to see very dull and clouded eyes in people who have been suffering from deep emotional problems for a long time. Different parts of the eye are related to different organs. The corners of the eye are related to the heart, the upper eyelid to the spleen or to the greater yang channels, the, uh, the lower eyelid to the stomach, the sclera to the lungs, the iris to the liver, and the pupil to the kidney. A red colour in the corner of the eye indicates heart fire. A red colour in the sclera indicates lung heat. A yellow colour of the sclera indicates damp heat. If the whole eye is red, painful and swollen, indicates either an exterior invasion of wind heat or rising of liver fire. A dull white colour of the corners indicates heat, and a pale white colour indicates blood deficiency. 
A swelling under the eyes indicates kidney deficiency. Finally, according to modern research carried out at the Fujian College of Traditional Chinese Medicine, the sclera of the eye can reflect lesions in the back or chest. Injuries of the back and chest, such as internal hematomas, can be reflected on the sclera. If one draws a horizontal line across the centre of the eye, the upper part reflects the back and the lower part reflects the chest. Also, the right eye will reflect lesions to the right side and the left eye to those on the left. Green, blue, purple or red spots appearing at the end of red veins with purple blood spots on them indicate lesions within the back or chest. Such spots are not directly connected to the veins, have no diagnostic significance. Grain scattered spots, like clouds, indicate injuries of key, i.e. injuries causing only stagnation of key without organic lesions. Deep black spots, like black sesame seeds, indicate injury of blood, i.e. injuries causing blood stasis, a stage further than stagnation of key. Black spots, surrounded by a grey cloud-like halo, indicate injuries of both key and blood. If red veins are clearly visible and spiral-shaped, they indicate pain. The nose. If the tip of the nose is green or blue, it indicates abdominal pain. If it is yellow, it indicates damp heat. A white colour indicates blood deficiency. If it is red, it indicates heat in the lungs and spleen. If it is grey, it indicates an impairment of water movement. If the nose is slightly moist and shiny, it indicates that any disease there might not be as serious. If it is dry, it indicates heat in the stomach or large intestine. If it is dry and black, it indicates the presence of fire poison. A clear watery discharge from the nose indicates a cold pattern. A thick yellow discharge indicates a heat pattern. Flaring of the nostrils in a person with high fever indicates extreme heat in the lungs. Ears. A white colour of the ears indicates a cold pattern while bluish or black colour indicates pain. If the earlobes are dry, withered or black, they indicate an extreme exhaustion of kidney key. The earlobes are an indicator in accessing prognosis. If they are shiny and slightly moist, the prognosis is good. If they are dry and withered, the prognosis is bad. We reach page 148 and this will be continued in the next chapter.